I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Well, happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing on this fine, numerous air balloons, not balloons day? I'm doing pretty good. Thank goodness that we're not flying a private airplane that our radio package has gone out and we're in the wrong airspace and we might get shot down thinking that we're balloon. Right. There was a no-fly zone over, I believe it was all of Montana at one point, and then Michigan. So far, we've seen one that's been stated to be Chinese in origin and several others that are big question marks and haven't been recovered yet. Well, it's amazing how we've gone from nothing to see here, nothing to worry about, nothing to be concerned about. It's just a balloon. It's just a weather balloon. Nobody knows if it has any calm devices in it or if they're taking pictures or if they're listening or if they're checking trajectory of our missiles based on the location. Um, we just don't know, but now we're shooting anything down. I, I think, you want to hear a conspiracy? Ooh, what's your conspiracy? Conspiracy is that we're putting those things up in the air, not the big one, but the remainder, the last three, and we're shooting them down just to show America that our president is strong. Oh, a show of force. Like, we, okay, we can make that decision. We have command of the airspace, and don't anybody think for a second that we're not on top of this, because we are. That's a good conspiracy. I uh, would bite on that one. I was just curious, though. I was just thinking about it a couple nights ago, because we've gone from no balloons to multiple balloons, back to one balloon to we don't know what they are, but we're going to go ahead and shoot them down anyway. I always thought that when you um, had rules of engagement, you actually had to know what and whom you were shooting at to come out and say, we're unsure what they were, but we went ahead and shot at them anyway. A little bit confusing. That is very confusing. We don't know what they were. We don't know their origin. We don't know if they had anything on board that could have harmed us. But we shot it down anyway. Could be aliens. So China claims that they shot down a, a UFO as well. And I don't mean they just haven't identified the origins. They were saying UFO as in space alien. It's just interesting that we've gone from a previous president, and just bear with me, that nobody on the left liked. And there was conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy. Now we have a president that seems to be living in his own world. Well, let me back up. Concurrently with him living in his own world, we've had the last two years of COVID, which has just rattled the U.S. and the entire world pretty much. And then now we have these balloons and these mystery things flying through the air. You know, that little three-letter thing that people throw out there all the time in caps, which is WT, you know what? What in the world is going on? It's like we've digressed or gone back into an alternate universe that 
Nobody knows what's happening here. What say you? In in the world of alternate universes, it does feel like we've gone into some sort of an alternate universe. And to jump back to your conspiracy theory, I think it's a really good one in that we have a president who is in his own world. People are calling him weak, where Trump was seen as a, a fear monger and a warmonger. We were going to get into untold number of wars. And now the, the man of peace is here, but he's not the man of peace. He is the man of. No, what word do I want to use? He's weak. He's just weak. He's the man of weakness. And so we have, as you noted, we allowed an unidentified object, which we identified as Chinese object, to go traverse our entire United States. We allowed that to happen. So in order for a president not to be weak anymore, we're shooting down object after object after object. We're even going into Canada with F-22s to shoot down their object that went from Alaska into Canada. So now we are a mighty force and we are an international force because we we helped our neighbors to the north it's it is a, a weird Oppositeville weird universe we're living I think uh, one of our little spaceships or probes went into one of them dark holes or wormholes and they drug part of us in with it so now we've got weird things happening well, not only that, what's about to end with the federal government here in April or May? The claim is in May, the COVID emergency authorization powers will end in and May. And what did that allow them to do with these emergency powers? Honestly, it seems like anything they wanted to do. They so didn't they, have to abide by any law. They just said, it's an emergency. We can do it. And then they tied it all to health. Everything was a health problem. And that's the emergency powers. Therefore, we can do what we want. So then we're a short few days, and I say short few, 90 plus from that ending. Now, mysteriously, all these mysterious things are happening in the air, and they can just extend that order and pile onto it and not end it. Well, they were already supposed to end it in February, and they extended it, even though last year Biden said that the emergency was over. The COVID emergency was over, but what he meant to say was we still need the emergency powers. Exactly. And if you watched our State of the Onion and the little kiss between our the president's wife, the first lady, and well, the second gentleman. second gentleman kiss, then that would tell us all in the world, like somebody had said, that um, apparently the mass mandates are gone as well. Well, the mass mandates are gone, but in the state of the onion, I like that. In the state of the onion, Bernie Sanders wore an N95. I don't know if you saw that. Well, while he was sitting and listening to Biden, he wore a mask during the whole shebang. But then I guess AOC was taking pictures with her fellow Democrats at a, a different time. It was either before they went in or after they let out, where Bernie Sanders was in the picture, gathered around a bunch of other people with a mask down to his chin. Interesting. So the main photo op, he was wearing his mask, and then the unmain photo op, he had it down over his chin. Yes. 
these these people are quite quite different. Well, that reminds me of last year during the COVID emergency during the Super Bowl where we had Governor Newsom and a bunch of, uh, who was it, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti and a few other big namers who had mass mandates for the state or for their city or both. And they were massless, taking pictures, standing next to people, eating, drinking, being merry. And we had schools that were getting shut down. Children that were forced to be masked as young as, gosh, two years old. Preschoolers. It it was about compliance. It wasn't about science. Yes, it's about the two or three different sets of laws in America. And it's about who has the bigger muscle and who can put the thumb on who. For sure. So did you watch the State of the Union? Not the whole thing. Well, I should have watched it so we could have some fodder here for discussion. However, I was uh, preoccupied with a previous engagement, so I didn't have the time to watch nor listen. But I did hear a couple of pundits speak about how he was all vibrant and alive and he was doing well during the speech and usually they're about an hour hour and a half long i think the longest runner was uh, mr obama at about two hours during a state of the union but he could talk but anyway uh, he was a a a very well-spoken yes good order absolutely very good order I, i i enjoyed listening to his speeches he does speak well speaks very well now just to chime in there bush jr was a little bit harder to listen to yes. much like biden yes. if i'm being honest no that's all i couldn't listen to bush jr either before that very reason but i heard pundits talk about how upbeat he was during this state of the union and somebody said oh he must be on meds and then somebody put somebody being another news outlet put two videos side by side one of the state of the union and then the next day, or the day after that, he couldn't get out of his own way. Bumbling, stumbling, couldn't speak, couldn't... Terrible order at the time. So there must be a lot of truth to that. And going back to the presidential debates when he was running for president, when the Trump handlers wanted him to be drug tested, not Trump, but Biden, before the debates because there was a particular drug that they were sure he was going to take so he could actually speak. And there, I understand the president would get a different pharmacist more than likely, but there was a pharmacist who supplies medications in and around Capitol Hill. And they had come out and said that if everybody knew the actual medication that the people at the Capitol, our representatives were on, they would be appalled including Alzheimer medication, dementia medication, and and several others that he did not mention specifics, nor did he mention the actual people. He just thought people should know that there is a problem on Capitol Hill. Absolutely. And a little 411 there. Those offices were not meant to be held for 20 to 50 years. In perpetuity. Yes. Lifetime Practically a lifetime appointment. When you have the natural breakdown of the human condition, then you have all the stresses and pressures of the positions they're in. And of course, they're going to ask for some public assistance, so to speak, from a doctor. Yeah, well, it does appear that Biden does receive 
some medication, and then at other points they tone down the medication because, as you noted, he can't get out of his own way. Or he, he gets super angry at being asked a question that's not on his approved list of questions. Yeah, and there was a news out, outlet and a newscaster talking about that very thing today is the fact that the guy flies off the handle at the drop of a coin. Are we not a representative republic? Is it not the responsibility of our leadership to be open and honest with the people that have elected them to serve, serve for them? Right. And there should be open openness and honesty. I understand some things are going to be state secret or it could harm us at that time so they might not allow the information out until a little bit later unless you're JFK it's you know the CIA gets protected for decades to come but we saw it with the National Archives just recently shielding the fact that they were getting documents from Joe Biden from all over the country It wasn't just one location. It wasn't two locations. They have at least three that they've mentioned that I've I've noted. And they kept it secret until apparently CBS was given the information to break this story. Now, it's really funny that after the 2022 midterm elections, they break this story because it happened before the midterms. And the government was working with another government official to keep this information secret. When with President Trump, it was a very public battle, I guess, if you want to put it that way, a very public situation where they were just trying to blast Donald Trump for having these documents and believing that he could have them, where the documents that Joe Biden had, he's had for, uh, it said during his Senate time, so for more than 15 years, He has had classified documents. And in case you don't know, I might, you know, in case those listening are unaware, a senator cannot declassify classified documents. And neither can a VP. And neither can a VP. So until he was president, he did not have that authority. So now that he's president, can he go back to his old documents and declassify them? I bet you he could probably declassify them, or if they would charge him with anything, he would just absolve himself. Would not be surprised. I mean, that's what they said Donald Trump was going to do, right? Before he left office, he was just going to, you know, out himself for every crime they claimed that he committed, and then he was going to absolve himself of all the crimes, give himself a pardon. It's just simply amazing how he was not a criminal when he was donating to Democrat and Republican candidates and current senators and congressmen, yet once he announced he was going to run, I know we've talked about this a handful of times before, and he wins, then he's the most corrupt guy on the face of the planet. Amazing how that works. When the real corrupt guy is currently in the White House, along with the town that his family lives in, his brother and his son. Yeah, Jim Biden has been using his brother's name for decades and it was even used in some of the advertisements for his business they put it out there they weren't hiding it it wasn't 
backroom dealing he was using his brother to gain money. And then the emails that were sent in Hunter's, you know, back and forth between Hunter Biden and different people, and we know about it because the laptop information was released, it shows that his dad was a part of the whole family business. It wasn't just peddling, saying, I know the VP. Do you want to give me a book deal? I'll write a book about knowing the VP. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking actually using classified information and to that's make where, connections. Yes, and that's where it goes sideways, and that's where they need to be held to account. If he's just using it for a corporate business for you know, advertisement, that's one thing. But right, once it crosses the line and there's potential national security things at play there, then it it's a whole different realm. Punish him. Punish them all. Okay, so talking about donations, let's talk about donations and let's talk about uh, political donations to be specific. Now, FTX, the lawyers for FTX are reaching out to every political um, donation, every person that was donated to, to ask all of the politicians and PACs uh, to give back the money by February 28th because all of the money was unlawfully taken from FTX and handed to the politicians. So now the lawyers for FTX, because they're going through bankruptcy, are asking all the politicians to return the donations. So who's the little dude they arrested? He was the head of FTX. He was the founder of FTX that was using the money as his own personal piggy bank. Apparently there was the there were two different entities and they created some sort of a backdoor at the second entity to be able to grab the cash out of the first and do whatever they want, which is unlawful. And then they were using all of that money to live a wealthy lifestyle plus donate to all of these politicians. So basically the lawyers for FTX are admitting his guilt. Yes. Well, they fired him or he resigned, which I resigned, fired. It's really the same thing when you're that high up, but he, they, they totally pointed the finger at him from the beginning. They said he stole it. This isn't our business. We had a legitimate business. So now the lawyers for the company are saying that all of the, the proceeds need to be returned. And there are 196 senators and representatives that accepted FTX donations. So I wonder if they spent it all or if they're going to basically have their lawyers reply, sorry. It's gone. We don't have to. It's gone. We spent it. We don't have to per laws that we created and had the president uh, sign into law. We're not giving it back to you. I mean, really, that would be surprising. There is so much corruption from, from A to Z been watching subcommittee meetings on these former Twitter executives and how they rat hold stuff and how they went after people and hid their tweets. And these guys will it's not... It's called shadow banning. They will not tell the truth. No, they will not. Because if they do, they're going to admit that they were in cahoots with the government to silence politically opposed individuals. Right. And basically a congressman today looked at the three of them and said you folks because of your political beliefs 
helped alter the course of the election results simply because you three did not want Donald Trump to win nor Biden to lose. It's it's cut and dry. You can see which direction just Twitter went, and that doesn't include Facebook and Instagram and all these other social media sites. And like you and I have said a, a bunch of times, they may not have found people changing votes at polling places, but social media outlets changed hearts and minds on how to vote and who to vote for because they were not given all the evidence to look at. Very true. I, I do believe that. We make people angry by making sure that only one side is told. Whatever the narrative is, we make people angry. And so then they want to do what? Do whatever made them angry, vote against that. Stay rageful, stay angry. And so if you keep get people angry enough, because if they're just apathetic about whatever the policies or the people are that are coming around, they're not going to vote. So in order to sway them, you get them angry, you get them rageful, and then you get them to the polls. Absolutely. And there comes with being an American citizen a lot of privileges and I think a handful of rights. What do you think is an awesome privilege? I think it's an awesome privilege to be able to vote. And I believe the same. I think that's one of the most important things that we have as American citizens and that we should all do, just like Australia, where I believe 100% of their folks vote because of that very reason. Okay, they are obviously a different type of country than we are. But we they have a very, don't they require people to vote? Yes, 100%. If you're of voting age, you must vote. And they will come knock on your door if you don't. And where I'm riding or driving with this is most people feel, or at least they used to, that it's such an important privilege as an American citizen that only American citizens should be allowed to vote. Obviously, if you are here in the U.S. military from another country, there's avenues and ways that you can... You can get your citizenship faster. Yes, you get your citizenship faster than the average person, then you can vote. But it's interesting when you have your own Speaker of the House make a statement that only American citizens should vote. People fly off the handle and think that he's, you know... He's anti-immigrant. Same same line, anti-immigrant, you know, he's racist, bigoted, homophobic, you know, one through 20. Just name them. All of them. Yes, and that is not, I know what he was thinking in his heart when he said it. What he was saying is in order to keep illegal voting down and have things legal across the board, only American citizens should be allowed to vote. And that's all American citizens, black, white, brown, green, purple, yellow, male, female, transgender, lesbian, gay, bisexual, whatever. If you're an American citizen, you have the right to vote. So speaking of, we're talking about voting. We're talking about election interference. We're talking about swaying, swaying a person in their voting uh, with what the social media companies were doing was a version of election interference. That is the claim right now. So do you believe that a meme is election interference. I don't know if a meme would, to me would be considered election interference or not. 
I guess I'd have to look at the meme and see what relative bearing it has on the current situation to make that decision. So a social media influencer was charged with election interference stemming from a voter disinformation campaign. And the claim by the government, this is the Department of Justice, the defendant unlawfully used social media to deprive individuals of their right to vote. This press release that I am referring to was released by the Department of Justice on January 27, 2021. So it's two years old, but it was just brought to my attention. And the individual who, his name is Douglas Mackey, and he went by the name Ricky Vaughn. He's from West Palm Beach, and he used these memes in a manner that the government is claiming deprived individuals of their right to vote. Now, what he did was create a meme that essentially looked like a vote for Hillary campaign notification that said like something to the effect of don't stand in line, vote by text, text Hillary to, and then the phone number or the text number. And so apparently something like 40 plus thousand people texted to that number, Hillary, to vote for Hillary. I remember seeing some of the memes that went around that said, don't forget to vote, go on Wednesday, you know, basically the day after the election. And I remember those as well. And so they were stupid, but I wouldn't necessarily say that they rose to the level of election interference. It was just a dumb joke, like telling people to go go vote on February 30th. So along with these rights and privileges comes a little bit of voter responsibility. You have to educate yourself. You have to know when the polls are open. You have to know that most of this stuff is satire. Okay, we can take that back to pre-social media stuff like memes and that. How about political cartoons in paper magazines. How many votes did that sway? Especially considering a lot of older folks read newspapers religiously and they always read the satire parts of the news. I never did because I couldn't stand them. But I guess I just So what if you were swayed by satire thinking that it was real? Yes, absolutely. Or thinking that it was an October surprise if somebody makes a ridiculous cartoon in a newspaper that's factually not true. So in this case, the reason why I said Hillary is because it's it stems from the 2016 election. Right. And so they arrested this individual five years later. Which then that would tell me that the subcommittees that I'm watching, all of these Twitter executives and soon to be coming forward, these uh, Instagram and Facebook executives then should all be arrested for the exact same thing. But only they didn't come up with little memes. They actually shadow ban, you call it what you want. They blocked truth. Americans' ability to, number one, see some truth and make a decision. And the one gentleman that was in charge of the truth in speaking, basically, he was the tweet follower that knocked people out. Um, off of Twitter, he basically, and I saw the tweet yesterday, he basically said that all of Trump's cabinet were Nazis. Yet, that was a tweet. 
So that wasn't a meme. That was a a, a statement from somebody who's supposed to be a truth. An executive supplier. at Twitter made that statement, and because they were able to speak their mind, their tweets were not removed. What's funny, you talk about tweets being removed. I don't know if you have heard of libs of TikTok. No. For those who don't know, it was a TikTok that was created, a channel that was created that all the creator did was take liberals who posted their statements, their opinions, their own videos in their own voice type of thing. All It's a she. All she did was repost their own TikToks. She didn't provide commentary. She didn't provide anything in addition to she just posted their own words, their own videos. She got banned from Twitter for posting harmful information, misinformation, untruthful information when all she did was repost other videos. Other And those individual videos that they came from weren't getting banned, blocked, or anything. The other people who actually posted their own words weren't getting banned. The person who reposted got banned. Very selective about how we punish people, huh? Yes. Well, even, even AOC thought that the libs of TikTok founders was the problematic person, not... Not the people saying the, the bad things, which were very liberal things, which I thought that was supposed to be the good thing. Well, and that's, I had heard people talk like that in the past about things said about individuals that factually were not true, but they put them out anyway. And I'm talking about Congress people and their handlers. They have a law that says they're allowed to do that. Yes. They put things out that are factually not true and will never retract and they don't care. And the damage is already done. Therefore, they don't have to retract. And I wonder if AOC, after her statement about Christians and commercials, if she's wanting to retract or apologize for her words. Oh, no. No, she would never retract or apologize. It's amazing, though, how people continually go after Christians. Have a simple commercial about faith and love and taking care of people. And you're bad. Yes, and it's funny. Even it within that commercial, there was a statement that I have heard actually liberals make quite often, which was essentially that Jesus was a refugee, so we should love refugees type of statement. And now that that's put out there in an openly Christian way, not just a, a liberal individual co-opting the statement co-opting Jesus basically to make their prove their case. Now it's not an okay thing to say, according to AOC. Right. And we do have freedom of religion laws in the U.S., right? We're supposed to. So what would happen if somebody would come out and said something about Muslims, an advertisement, how good Muslims were? But that's okay. So it's impartiality, just like those Twitter executives that have a mindset that think, what they say goes, and she believes what she says should go, should be the narrative in America. Because we have some individuals on the right and on the left who believe they are infallible. They are always right. They are infallible. She is one of them. Okay, so how about just because you start out as a 
bartender, a waitress, or a server at you know a local fast food place, and you go to school and get a degree, even if it's in liberal arts, that does not make you the smartest person in the room. No, and so it's funny that you say that. AOC has a bachelor's degree in economics and a minor in something else that I can't remember, but that made her a certified PhD, according to her, because she will then say, I have an economics degree, therefore, I essentially, I'm an expert. I know this. I have the background. And I understand that that gives you the bite into the background that doesn't necessarily make you the expert, just as my degree in criminal justice as a, a bachelor degree is so far different from the master having a master's degree as far as the the depth that you go into and then understanding these studies and going on and then people who hold PhDs same thing they do go into great depth and detail at understanding these items but yes so you you worked in the real world good job you got a bachelor's degree good job you got a job making six figures and now what you do is you complain that it's not enough that everybody owes you, that you're, somebody should pay off your bachelor's degree. If you're truly using the information, then therefore it's not useless. You should pay for it. Now, there are people who got hosed at some of these fake colleges. Let's talk about that. Okay, you got hosed. You didn't really get the information that you need to further yourself. That's one thing. But she got a degree from a prominent university and somehow everybody still owes her. She wears she wears a dress that says tax the rich, but she's not rich enough to be taxed as much as she wants everybody else taxed. Because even though she's successful, she still believes in the victim mentality. And it, it's interesting, like you just said, that she makes six figures, but let's look at athletes, same thing, that make millions, if not hundreds of millions over their lifetime, and then complain that this country's bad, and you can't make it here. Well, obviously, you're proving that you can make it here, especially if you come from an impoverished community or an impoverished country, and then you end up being a representative of the U.S. of A and making millions upon millions of dollars. And if AOC has a degree in economics, then I hope that they, if she's so smart and so intellectually astute, that they have her on a subcommittee within Congress that can actually help real Americans succeed and get a leg up instead of giving people lip service. We have a lot of lip service going on. One being Steph Curry. So he has a house in a very posh area and there was talk about putting affordable housing near his area in his community. California doesn't have enough affordable housing. Do you think this multimillionaire wants affordable housing anywhere near his backyard? No, he does not. No, he is objecting to the Bay Area plans of building multifamily affordable housing and affordable housing, multifamily units and affordable housing. There is a 16-unit townhome development situated on 1.5 acres near their $30 million home. So they say they don't want this potential 16-unit townhome development near them. They said it would not afford them enough privacy. 
Sounds like the state of Hawaii and the policies they have, no matter how much money you make or how big of a house you have, Hawaiians must have access to the beach. But we did have an executive that founded a very large company that did not want people passing through his property, so he started blocking and putting up large walls. And then he did the same thing, basically started threatening to sue people because they were walking across his property to get to the beach. So these gentlemen, young and old, need to wake their little rear ends up and realize that they're not the sole proprietors of property in this country. It should be shared by everyone. Not equally, you have some that make more than others, but when somebody wants to do a community service and build a little complex close to them, suck it up, buttercup. You don't own that other acreage. If you don't want that buy it. townhome complex there, you need to own the land. And I, I agree with that. When you try to tell somebody what to do with their property, we're going to band together to make sure you can't do what you want with your acreage. That's a mighty posh and American thing to do. And unfortunately, it happens all the time. Only with the wealthy. Yes. And by the way, AOC has a Bachelor of Arts degree in international relations and economics. So it is not a minor. She was a double major in international relations and economics. And she went to Boston University. Well, then we should have her instead of our vice president down at the border Working international on, yes, relations. working on international yes. relations, or we should have her communicating with China, or let's have her communicating, being an intermediary between Ukraine and Russia. Let's put some younger blood in there. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe they don't want to negotiate a settlement and a ceasefire, because apparently that's what was at hand over a year ago with the two countries. And from what I saw on a local news outlet, it was an absolutely no-go from our administration. No, because now they were able to give a bunch of funds and guns. The military-industrial complex went over. Oh, yes. So it's been a few episodes since we discussed the power grids getting shot at. And they have arrested a husband and wife for targeting the power grids. The different areas, and it turns out that the husband is a veteran. So we had a military, former military member who started a neo-Nazi group. Uh, he got arrested for targeting the power station. He had a 2018 conviction for possessing explosives, and yet within four years, he was out shooting at power grids so apparently possessing explosives is not it's not a long-term sentence i guess not got some uh time off for good behavior and time served now we get a lot of good behavior people out and then they haven't turned their life around so we end up in a situation where they are committing more crimes so we had an individual there was a rapper who was arrested for Double murder. And he claimed that it was self-defense. So they sent him to trial, and he was actually acquitted of double murder. Three days later, he was arrested for killing a pregnant woman. So now it makes you think, 
Did he win one over on the jury? Or was it really an act of self-defense and now there's a, a, he happened to get involved in a second situation? Well, I would tend to lean towards he got away with one, especially if some evidence was suppressed and they only were able to hear certain parts of the case, which happens quite a bit. Yes. That hopefully, if he was arrested for shooting this pregnant woman, he does not get away with this. And by get away, I mean a leaner sentence. I hope they, the judge throws the book at him. It's not a backed by George Soros judge, and he gets some really, really hard time. Yeah, apparently this this woman was claiming that the rapper was the father of her unborn child. So he now has another court case, and we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. It's kind of scary. We don't take crime very seriously, and when we do, people get out much, much too soon. Well, because like you've advocated basically every podcast is there is no correct rehabilitation setup or process or whatever the proper term or Right, we have phraseology a, is we're not rehabilitating these guys. We're and not. Gals. We absolutely are not, and we should be. That is, you know, the soapbox that I do stand on. I do believe that we should be truly rehabilitating people. We should be in a rehabilitative society, but we are not. No, we just let them go untethered, and then they repeat offend. Who is Jennifer Ruth Green's? That name's not ringing a bell. Well, the House GOP is demanding answers from the Pentagon on leaked records of Jennifer Ruth Green's sexual assault. Um, well, there was a situation of an individual who is running for Congress and her, the person running against her released unredacted military records to a... News reporter and the news reporter published that she was sexually assaulted while in the military. Is that that individual? That is that individual. Okay. Now, how did that get released without somebody knowing something somewhere within the military? Because the person who was responsible for the FOIA request, the Freedom of Information Act request, their claim, I, di- I didn't realize that was her name. I do remember this particular case the claim is the person wasn't trained very well and they accidentally didn't redact the necessary information i call baloney on that or baloney sauce baloney sandwich yes they knew full well what they were doing and that's absolutely wrong we can't even get information from a laptop that one of our government entities has been holding on to since 2017 yet this young lady's running for an office and she gets blindsided with somebody getting information that should not have been released. Correct. And I'm really disappointed in the guy that you were looking at during the Buddha judge. Yes. You bring him up every time this and I cringe. This guy's off his rocker. I wish I would have realized how off his rocker he was. Well, he and, seemed more genuine and potentially he might've been more genuine before he got into this pressure cooker And now the pressure of this position is more than he can handle, and he's just making statements that maybe he's not really thinking them. Somebody else is asking him to make them for them. Because, you know, as a 
60-year-old white male who's done nothing but work his rear end off his entire adult working life and has cared and helped and done things for people beyond talking about. This guy has a propensity to throw white people under the bus. Now it is the fact that whites in certain areas are taking jobs away from people of color. And it's roadways that are racist because of the way the freeways go out into the suburban areas and into town. And and then it's the way we purchase oil for our vehicles and certain names of vehicles. And I mean, this guy needs to turn around and look at look in the mirror. I have a 411 for him. He's white? He's white. And he's male? And he's male. And if he has some guilt complex that... He needs to work out because there's something in his past or his family's history. He needs to work that out with himself, not with a hundred million white males that are in this country. Okay. So he's a 40, well, he was a 30 something year old. He was one of the youngest candidates. And I think if elected, he would have been the youngest president. So he is young. But I am wondering if he has, a true belief that there are too many white people taking the jobs of minorities, why does he think that him having a cabinet-level position isn't another example of a white man taking the job of a minority person? And he should resign. Roger that. I agree with that 100%. But just look at the percentages within the population the percentages of of blacks and Chinese and Japanese and Muslim and Indians or others, I think the white population is still kind of up there. Therefore, if you run the numbers, jobs available and people applying, they may mathematically take more jobs. By the sheer number, yes. Now, if you want to look at it via percentage, hey, let's talk about it. But if you're looking at one for one, That's one thing. But if you're saying that 99% of the jobs are held by white people and everybody else is only able to claim up 1%, okay, we have a problem then. But we don't. And in fact, white people don't even on average make the highest household income. It is people of color, Asian Americans, Indian Americans, that make a household income higher than Caucasian Americans. Correct. And you can't continually go back to this well and try to feed off of it. Were there problems in America years ago? Absolutely. Have we made giant strides? Absolutely. Because everywhere I look, there's all kinds of people of all different colors working in all different positions. You go to where I work, I guarantee you it's almost evenly spread amongst different ethnic groups. There isn't one that holds a majority over the other. But let me throw a little bit of info out to him because he apparently doesn't look at the U.S. Border Patrol and border agents. So right now, the majority number of agents in America are Latino. And the numbers show that their first-generation Migrants, a majority of them, not my numbers. 
stats that was just asked on the news two days ago during a press conference to the folks that run the Border Patrol and the sector chiefs gave their numbers as to who works for them, where they're from, what ethnic group, the, right on down the line, and that a majority of them are first-generation migrants. One of the things that I noted... Immigrants. One of the things I noted about the Border Patrol officer, or Border Patrol officer job, the listed requirement was Spanish. So if you go to the Border Patrol Academy and you don't know Spanish, they will give you a limited amount of time to learn immigration level Spanish. Now that is not required of my job where I worked at USCIS. So citizenship and immigration service did not require Spanish, but they used to until a lot of the, the people went to different areas, especially with USCIS and Spanish wasn't the primary language. Now here in the central Valley, it is, but so is, so you have Punjabi, and you like that's a very big one here. We also have a large Hmong community, Laotian community. It would to me it would be unfair to only require Spanish when there are large community subsets in different areas of the country. For CBP, the vast majority of officers, as far as I know, go to the southern border. It's our biggest need as far as Spanish speaking. It's the biggest need with Border Patrol. So they require it of their officers. And who typically speaks Spanish? Hispanics. And they've immigrated from south of the border. They could have been born here, but their household, they were first generation born. They have to be a United States citizen in order to work the job. So they have already become citizens themselves or they were born a citizen. But they spent a number of years in their own household learning and speaking Spanish. Go figure, and we don't need them up at the northern border because that is Canadian. Yes, and so it would be French and English, depending so on should, which area you are in. We should confuse everybody. We should send the ones that speak English and French down to down the, the southern border and send all them up to the northern border, and we'll just have a big bottleneck. And then who runs the airports? We'll just start... Oh, all of the people from China go to this airport, so we're going to send all of the people who know Japanese instead. Hey, you want to talk some empirical data with the pandemic? So what empirical data do you have for us today? Which I always have some. Everybody should have listened to me when I said we needed to wait for the data to actually start coming out so we could figure out the things we did right and the things we did wrong. Well, with the masks, come to find out, they made little to no difference in preventing the spread of COVID. Oh, that's weird, because I was told that I was just a grandma-hating, killing individual for not wanting to don my mask. You're telling me I didn't kill grandma? Nope. Well, research suggests CDC's claims of mask effectiveness may have been exaggerated. And that goes back to what we talked about last week or the week before that, going to a grocery store or going to a Costco or a Walmart where they had the plastic sheets up in front of the registers, how did that little COVID know to splat into the plastic and not go over the top of it and down or underneath it and up? Or at a restaurant, you only have to eat outside and it no longer spreads. It doesn't matter how close your waiter or waitress gets to you or them passing you your food and your drink. 
or the fact that once you were inside, you had to wear the mask from the walking and standing, but it could not get to you as soon as you sat down. One thing that I never saw and I talked about before this podcast was mask effectiveness as mandated by OSHA. Correct. Because in the industry that I'm in, we use masks for different jobs and we use different filtration systems based on the task performed at the time. Had OSHA done some studies, quick studies, like we did Operation Go Fast and Furious to get the vaccines. Warp speed. Correct. We would have been able to get a report from OSHA, the true effectiveness of which masks and how and when to wear them, how to take care of them, how to clean them, how not to pull them on and off your face, put it down around your chin, up over your forehead, hang it from your rear view mirror, hang it on your antenna and drag it behind your car, wash it in the wash machine, dry it with, you know, your little uh, fabric sheet. We would have had a true answer as to what works and what doesn't. But instead, we had one person giving news interviews, and even though he emailed and said his opinion was that they were not effective, on a in a news report, he says they should be worn, and then from there, it just snowballed to, we don't need the science, we just need one man to say it. Well, as long as he had been working for the federal government and been a scientist and a doctor... His word actually should have been golden. It shouldn't have been politicized, which his was. And why was it politicized? Because if you look at all of his extra stock options and all of his bonus and all all the perks he made from outside companies like Moderna and some of the others, you can see why he was making the remarks and statements he was making. So switching gears, are you required to tell the truth at work? Is it a requirement of you? So if your boss asks you about something that happened at work that day, are you required to tell the truth? If you follow our company policy manual, which we call them standard practices, I would say yes. What happens if you lie to your boss? Well, if it's further investigated and you're found to have lied and it impacts a fellow employee or how the airline is run or how the business is run, You could potentially be suspended or terminated. So I had the same type of thing when I was working for the federal government as as officers. If you got caught lying about something, you and it, it gets put in your employee record. We had an obligation to go to court if a case that we made a decision on went to court and we would be sworn under oath and have to answer questions regarding that case. And if you had a history of lying on your record, it could basically make the case against you because now it's, well, according to the record, you're a liar. Therefore, how do we know that you were truthful during this interview with this particular individual? So a California teacher, this is why I'm asking, a California teacher was fired for refusing to lie to parents about student gender identity. So California, or school districts, want to shield the students' gender identity from their parents. So if a student comes to school 
and tells the teacher, I was born a girl, but now I identify as a boy. I want you to call me he, him, and instead of, you know, my female name, I'd like you to call me Bob now. And I don't want you to tell my parents. The teacher is then required by the school district to lie to the parent and not discuss, not bring up, and not refer to the student correctly, their gender identity to the parent. And so this teacher that was fired asked directly, am I allowed to lie to you, uh, to the school body? The district or the, the body? The district individuals, and they said no. Okay, so I have to lie to the parents, and they said yes. So why do you have to be truthful sometimes and lie other times and it's for the school to decide what you're allowed to say and when you're allowed to say it. Now I know where these people from Facebook and Twitter learned how to do what they're doing. I thought we're supposed to be honest, truthful people. And when did it become a teacher's responsibility to maintain and take care of a parent's kid? They're there to teach the kid reading, writing, arithmetic, yada, yada, yada. They're not there to tell the kid who and what they are at present time because they could leave California and then half of the stuff is not applicable to them. They should not lie to the parents. They should not lie to the district. They should not lie to the kid. And shame on a district that requires that they lie. That, that, that makes no sense. And here you go with certain sets of rules for certain sets of people at certain times. It it just boggles my mind where we're at, where we've gone, and where we're going here in the future. I don't I don't understand. So keeping with schools, what to you constitutes a schoolyard fight? And what in your opinion, would be the point at which police need to be called? If ever. If it's a physical altercation? Yes. I would say you would call the resource officer if they're there, or if it's a violent multiple-person incident, then I would call an outside police entity and have them come and help handle the flight fight. I don't know if... This day and age, if the gym teachers or any of the teachers are physically strong enough to help separate some fights, especially at the upper high school level, as you have some big youth that can throttle some teachers. And now they're not afraid to use a weapon. So it may behoove you just to call the resource officer immediately. So there's a lot going on 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 taking resource officers from schools or placing more resource officers into schools or not criminalizing regular student behavior. So if two students get in a tiff, maybe they shoved each other, would you say that that rises to the level of calling a resource officer or maybe serving a, a in-person suspension let's or in-class suspension, let's talk to your parents, let's Work through this. Physical touching, yes. Call the resource officer. Yes. Call the police. Okay. There are four New Jersey high school students who have now been suspended indefinitely after they allegedly attacked a 14-year-old student in the hallway. And they beat her pretty severely. They recorded it. And then they published that recording to embarrass the girl further. And ultimately, the young lady took her life. 
two days after the video of the attack surfaced online. And apparently now, at least three of the girls involved are facing criminal charges. But there wasn't an indication that they were facing any sort of charges before she took her life. And then they started looking into the fight further. I hope this young girl has some parents that can get a really good attorney. And I hope they take the kids and the parents to the cleaners. I hope that they get every dime they can from her, from them. Yeah, so it it sounded, based on your description, it sounded like a fight that would be referred to the police. One girl hit the student in the face with a water bottle after she fell to the floor. Uh, The female student started pulling the girl's hair and punching her head. Two students could be heard off camera cheering on the attack. And two school employees we were credited with breaking up the fight after about 30 seconds. And the young girl was left bruised and bloodied and on the floor. She was then taken to a nurse. She wasn't taken to a hospital. And this despite blacking out and being covered in bruises. Doesn't it beg your curiosity, though, is how do young ladies get to a point where they get to an altercation like this. You either have some real rough home upbringing or we're teaching some not-so-valuable lessons in life as these kids are getting older. Yeah, and just to toss it out there, apparently the, I don't recall if it was the principal or superintendent, actually placed some of the blame on the girl who killed herself. And so the superintendent has now resigned. I was going to say, I would hope he resigned or is fired. It's amazing how we're always blaming the victim now and not the perpetrators. It was the superintendent of the New Jersey school district has resigned after he tried to pin some of the blame of the student's suicide and her history of, even though she had a history of being bullied at the school, tried to blame the victim. As you just said, we Apparently, she had a difficult family situation, and the claim is a history of drug use. So, therefore, it is somehow her fault. Of course. She asked to be beaten severely that day. That's what she was looking for. To the for. point of blacking out. Yeah, that's what she was looking for. But there appears to be an issue with New Jersey. A lot of fights, a lot of problems. Did we not just have a councilwoman killed in front of her house? We had a councilwoman killed in front of her house, and we had a second council person killed, I believe, outside of his work. We had two. They're saying that the second one was almost an act of workplace violence. And as far as the first one, the the lady, young lady who was killed, the councilwoman who was killed, I don't think we have any answers yet, but she was in her car and shot. Well, at first I was a little confused because they were both Republicans. Yes. And I hope that had no bearing on it, but it was just interesting that two of the councilmen killed a week apart were Republicans, and the first lady, she was shot, I believe, multiple times, if I read the article I do correct. believe, yes, I do yeah. believe that so was that the So that was case. more of an assassination or a hit-type attack because it, she showed no signs of ever having any problems at all in her neighborhood, at the council meetings. So it'll be interesting to see when and if they catch the person, uh, what the backstory is. 
Yeah, well, apparently the entire leadership town of East Hanover, New Jersey, flipped from Democrat to Republican. I don't know if it was in solidarity or they just think there's too much crime. But apparently they all just decided to switch parties on public record. And now two of them are dead. I don't know that these were the two from there. I just thought it was weird. It is very weird. Told you this is a weird time we're living in right now. There are some strange things taking place. Now you have a uh, college basketball game over the weekend, and the cheerleader didn't like the way one of the players either bumped into her or thumped her or something, so she got kicked out of the game for turning around and throttling him. Oops. Yeah, and they used the headline, Bring It On. Of course. Go Toros. I don't know if you've heard of some cases down in Mexico where a person accidentally brings a gun or accidentally brings ammo and they end up getting caught by the Mexican police. Yes, there was a young, I believe he was Army a few years ago, had PTSD and he totally forgot. He was going hunting, but something ended up happening. He took the gun, wasn't registered properly or something. He was arrested and held in jail for quite a while. Yes. So I don't know if you heard about this, but NASCAR driver Kyle Busch was arrested in Mexico and was given a multi-year sentence for bringing a gun into Mexico. He was caught at the airport when they scanned his bag. But apparently he just handed over some cash and was allowed to fly home, got convicted essentially in absentia and there's no real indication that he will spend the several years three years in a mexican prison so if you are wealthy and well-known even in mexico you have a different set of laws applied a different set of standards well i am not wealthy or well-known but i can throw a little mexico trip that i went on what did when you I was do? a teenager, I borrowed a friend's motorcycle, drove it from here down into Tijuana, went cruising around. On the way out of town, I got pulled over by a federale, and he was going to take me to jail. And he said, if you give me cash, I will escort you to the border because you're not wearing a helmet. Well, it just so happened back in like 1979, 80, whenever that was, there were no helmet laws in the U.S. or Mexico. So I gave him every nickel I had, and then he escorted me to the border, and I went across the border and went to my brother's house in Chula Vista. Yeah, the federales are well known for money schemes. Well, they're trying to support their families because they probably don't get paid very much. I do not know, but I'm assuming. So apparently the judge in the Jeffrey Epstein case has said that some of the documents with names of associates are going to be made public. This well, I, th- is, I thought you were going to say that he went missing. But this is one of those cases where I am still waiting. I think I talked about it last week, too, uh, with regard to an individual saying she had videos. We are still waiting. All of these decades later. Everybody has the evidence, but we're still waiting. Well, in this era of everybody filming everybody and everybody writing things down and taking notice, I strongly believe there's evidence everywhere. 
but because of the players involved, the evidence is suppressed. Because just imagine what a big story it would be if within those documents and within those videos, it was a Bill Clinton, a Microsoft founder, a Facebook guy, uh, certain senators and congressmen, kings, princes from Saudi Arabia and areas of that, and all the others involved. Because I guarantee you there is a lot of people involved in that. Lots. Now, all of the videos have already been destroyed by the FBI when they raided Epstein's house. They're going to have a case of that I accidentally put it next to a giant magnet. Put it next to a D. I was just going to say put it next to a degaussing machine, which is a demagnetizer, and we demagnetized all the videos. Absolutely. Because I'm sure that was the era of VHS then. I believe so. So let's touch on the FBI just for a minute here. So some of what the FBI has done, they created a threat tag for parents voicing their concerns at school board meetings, enough to label them domestic terrorists. There were FBI agents at the Bureau who were attending conservative political events looking for all of those bad conservatives, those right-wingers. A whistleblower came out and said that dozens of parents whose names had the threat tag attached to them were investigated by the FBI. And this individual was then had their clearance revoked and got suspended for saying things really did exist. And the FBI retaliated against a whistleblower for getting giving feedback on an anonymous survey. So they... This whistleblower has come to the federal government for help because they said they filled out a an anonymous survey and then they were retaliated against after it wasn't quite so anonymous. Agents were pressured to reclassify cases as domestic violence extremism in order to hit a performance metric that they had created. So I don't know if you remember after... After COVID, schools getting shut down, things going on to Zoom, parents started to have their eyes open to what was going on into their kids' classrooms. So then they started showing up at the school board meetings, voicing their concern. And in Virginia, especially, there was a particular school board meeting where a dad of a daughter who had been assaulted on school campus basically came out to say, what are you doing about this? And to voice his concern. And he was told to his face that that assault never happened. Assaults aren't occurring. And he was essentially a liar. He was dragged out of the meeting by police because he rightfully so was angered by the fact that he was being called a liar. And then we were all told public was told that he was just an example of someone committing an act of domestic terrorism inside of a school board meeting because no one was ever assaulted. And then it came out that not only was his daughter assaulted, a second young lady was assaulted later, and the school was covering it up. That principal has now been charged with a crime. But what arose out of that dad going to that meeting, the schools and the federal government started working together to start labeling people as terrorists and having the FBI investigate moms and dads speaking up about the bad things happening on campus. I wonder if that's the same investigators that believe that um, 
the Russia collusion was true. So apparently, speaking of truth and falsehoods and making stuff disappear, so the Defense Department, the Army's text, cannot were not preserved during January 6th. Oh, really? There was an audit asking for them, but because of the way the Army operates, the application does not store information. It, according to them, auto-deletes it. I believe there was also a thing with the Capitol Police in which all of their phones were wiped so they could get new phones, and that was just coincided with the request for the phones and the data. Yes, so text messages from and among administration officials wiped from government phones after they left their jobs in early 2021. According to the audit, a key reason why their communications during the January 6, 2021 riot at Capitol Hill can't be recovered. So it's another case where stuff just mysteriously... Isn't that unlawful, though? Isn't that a public record? It's Aren't supposed, they supposed to, to be held for the DOD so they can keep the records within their retention policies. Oh, and we just accidentally used a program that doesn't meet those requirements. But, yes, because of the way they use it, it creates the opportunity for DOD personnel to conceal communications and circumvent the creation of official DOD records sheltering them from scrutiny and oversight. It's the Defense Information Security Administration has a portal called the DOD Mobile Application Store and Personal Use Mobile Application, or PUMA. They learned all of this from Hillary. How to do what you do and get away with it. And let's go back to the young lady that was raped. Okay. Okay, and things being hidden. And now... Folks being able to switch genders and then compete in athletics. Well, apparently a couple of the swimmers that swam with... Leah Thomas. Yes, have come out and said that he was showing his junk to them in the dressing rooms. So he is six foot four and he is he's not gone through any surgeries. He took some testosterone suppressors for a year, which is apparently all that's required. And then he was allowed to say, I'm a woman, and he swam on the women's team, and he changed in the locker room. So they are saying that he got naked in front of them, and that the school was on his side. That if they were uncomfortable, or if they had a problem with being exposed to genitalia that was arguably male, that's their own problem, and they need to deal with it themselves. So they should all file lawsuits because that is not what this is about. Because if you have 10 of them, 20 of them, 5 of them, 14 of them, or 2 of them in that dressing room, he needs to show them, she needs to show respect to them as well until the procedure he is having is complete. Because he's, as I see it in my mind, still a male. He swam at a collegiate level as a man for three years. He's a male. And he swam before he was at a collegiate level as a male. And I just, it is a hill that I will die on. I do not agree with women losing space, 
once again, where are my feminists out there? (laughs) Women losing space once again to men. All they have to do is say, I'm a woman and women have to lose their space. Because as much as I want to say that we are equal, we are equal in a variety of ways, but physicality, we are not, we are not as much as we might want to be. Or if you can take a woman who can be just as good as a particular man, you're, you're cherry picking and comparing. If you compare on the whole women as a whole and men as a whole, men are physically stronger. It is unfair that we lose our space in sports to men. Well, you know, and I don't care what that person or other people that that have an issue and need to make that change. That part's irrelevant to me. But until the change is 100% done, they need to stay separated out of the locker rooms or... They need to have different times that one can be in there than the others can be in there. It's not that difficult. All these colleges have men's and women's dressing rooms. What are they concerned about? What's the what's the rub if that person goes into the male locker or if, room? Or if you create gender neutral. Or like you and I have talked about, create a gender neutral bathroom or dressing room or state room, whatever the case may be. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. On the topic of transgender uh, centers and the changes for children and what we're doing medically. So the Missouri Attorney General has launched an investigation into the trans center for into a trans center for harming hundreds of children. So it was just announced that the Missouri's Attorney General will be investigating the pediatric transgender center at St the St. Louis Children's Hospital, a whistleblower came forward and said that the facility's practices are seriously harming children. This particular whistleblower is from the trans community. So whistleblower has also said who she is. So Jamie Reed came out. um, She is a self-described queer leftist woman who worked as a case manager for the facility. And she said that a lot of what's happening to our youth and the push in these clinics are seriously harming them. So she had enough information out there. For instance, it's on several occasions, the doctors have continued prescribing medication, medical transition, even when a parent stated that they were revoking consent. So Missouri is a consent state for parents. The center does not require children to continue with mental health care after they are prescribed cross-sex hormones or puberty blockers and even continues these medications when the patients directly report worsening mental health after initiating those medications. They are not taking care of the mental health of the children. And that's why suicides are quite Uh, high in in that that community. Yes. And concurrently, the South Dakota governor, Christy Nome, banned gender-affirming care for transgender individuals under the age of 18. She has signed a new bill into law because she says the same very thing, that they're doing damage to these youth. And I just find that we shouldn't be hooked on to a name because we end up switching the name of something just to make it more palatable later. For instance, you 
had illegal immigrant and now that's just a very bad word so you're not allowed to say illegal immigrant anymore you have to say individual without status or some other phraseology so something that strikes me though is gender affirming care when you affirm something so if I go to the doctor and I say this is how I am you need to affirm that and give me whatever meds I think I need for my condition. But that is not how any of my medical related issues have worked. Now I can make suggestions. I can ask questions. I can say, is this a good course of care for me? But I don't go to the doctor and say, this is the only thing I'm accepting is my problem. This is the only thing I'm accepting for the solution and you will give it to me. But in the gender-affirming care, I come to the doctor and I say, I'm a boy. These are the drugs I want. And you will do this for me. Tell me this is my problem and give me the drugs. Where, where do we demand doctors affirm what we say? Mental health-wise, physic- you know, physically-wise. Like, When do we do that? And why now with children? Because right now... Wrong is right, right is wrong. Just like talking about the teacher that had to lie or she was asked to lie, isn't it amazing that here in California we require that we provide our children with medical insurance until they're 26 years old, yet we're not allowed to make medical decisions for them. Starting at 12. Starting at 12 in certain situations, yeah. They have this thing all spun around backwards, and I'm glad parents are starting to open their eyes up and take this back. Because if we don't, we're going to let these secular nut jobs take over, and they're going to wreck what is left of this country altogether. And like every good representative republic, we eat ourselves up in about 300 years. We about there. We're about there. So we are one year into the Ukraine-Russian war. And it just does not seem to want to stop. No, it's like we said just a few minutes ago, that is because the military military industrial complex is going full throttle right now with making millions of dollars. We have a handful of folks that are bent on taking out Putin or doing their best at damaging him beyond repair. I'm not a Putin supporter. I don't know the man. I don't like communists. I don't believe in it. So don't take this wrong. But who are we, again, to fire up another war and jeopardize the lives of non-fighting men, women, and children for your own gain? I looked at a homeless man today walking down the street that had an old military shirt on and he was carrying a, a... backpack and I'm thinking you know we send these guys and gals off to war we break them mentally even if they don't come back initially broken at one point in time they're broke period because humans were not meant to war like we're warring we're not meant to put the people in the type of condition we're putting them in and It's a direct result of people having this pie-in-the-sky vision 
that what they want for their utopia is better. And by that I mean wrecking a guy's country when we have no business over there, sending people off to do their dirty work that they're unwilling to do, and I'm just rambling. But I don't disagree. Well, the five best places in the world came out. One, it's not Russia, but it's also not Ukraine. Say two, it's not Ukraine. And three, it's not the United States. Vienna, Austria, Copenhagen, Denmark, Zurich, Switzerland, Calgary, Alberta, and Vancouver, British Columbia. Vancouver's over in Western Canada? Yes. Okay, so they're the English speakers, not yes, French. they are not the French speakers. The French Canadians are on the east. And central. And Yeah, central and east. Yes. So apparently um, it is not us, it is not them, it is... Well, it's Canada, according to the press secretary. Canada. Presumably she meant to say Canada. Oh, I'm sure she did. You know, and, and probably going to, to lunch with her at In-N-Out Burger. She's probably a, a personable person. But she's another one that I listen to her talk, and I just wonder how people get into positions like that. And she must have a degree in corporate communications or something. But... I don't find her as the sharpest tool in the shed. No, she's not. And she's also just repeating talking points. I get that. That's what they do, but yes. it's how you spin those it, talking it's points. It's how you spin them. And she does not do a very good job. No. So I don't know if you heard, we had another incident with a U-Haul truck mowing people down in New York City. I did. And it comes on the heels of the penalty phase for the last U-Haul Truck driver, Islamic, extre- Islamic extremist. They're not they're saying who he is at this point, but that he went on a violent rampage in New York. So was he saying happy anniversary? Is that what the nut job was doing? I'm not sure. Well, f- well if they allow him to speak, because they did arrest him, we'll find out more soon. The suspect is in custody. At one point, they said he might have been from Nevada. I'm not sure if that has been confirmed because they would not confirm the identity in the article that I was reading. Told you we have loons all over the U.S., all over the world. A truck, a bomb. can get A truck bomb. Truck bomb. So I don't know if you heard that after the State of the Onion, the next day, Senator John Fetterman was hospitalized. I did hear that. Obviously, his health is not what his handlers had been saying. Yeah, but they claim that all tests came back. He was just, uh, clear. He was just a little lightheaded. No signs of another stroke, but he apparently hears voices and now has an auditory, since the stroke, an auditory processing problem, which is why he's given a like teletype text, talk-to-text Right. I don't want to call it a machine, but I guess it's technically it a machine. It is technically a machine, but apparently they've given him more accommodations than any other senator in the history of this country. And now you're starting to hear scuttlebutt from certain senators that, and Republicans. That's kind of a bipartisan thing that um, he's really unfit and they need to work on replacing him. Well, Pennsylvania it has a Democrat governor. So if he were to step down, they're not facing a situation where they would end up with a Republican appointment. Right. And I believe they could appoint his wife, correct? 
They can appoint anyone. Yes. So yes, she could be mm. appointed. And if you look at some of the photo ops that they've had, it looks like she's trying to be that person. Trying, but isn't that what happened with Mark Kelly? Yeah, she's trying to fetter him out the door. Apparently. Yes, and that's what happened with Mark Kelly. Unfortunately, after Gabby Giffords was attacked at one of her, was it, was it wasn't a town hall. No, it was either a, a fundraising dinner or a fundraising meeting or something. Of it was that like an op- sort. Uh, open it was fundraiser. An open fundraiser yeah. or something. Yeah. And then he was appointed to her position, and then he's ultimately won the Senate seat after. Him and his brother are both astronauts, correct? Yes. Yeah. And they did a, a study on long term effects in space because they had two twin. They had two individuals who were so much alike that they sent one to space for a long period of time and then tested them both to see their differences after. See if their DNA changed. Now, one of them is now a Democrat and the other one's a Republican. So something did happen up in space. Just kidding. So one of the things that I know that you like and I like is sushi. Sushi, cowboy potatoes, and tomahawk steaks. I don't know if you've heard, thanks to social media and people wanting to get social media famous, Japanese conveyor belt restaurants have been having a lot of problems of sushi terrorists. They come in there and they take the plates and they tamper with the food and put it back on the conveyor belt. They lick, you know, lick something and put it back down for other people to eat or otherwise destroy the sushi. And they record themselves and they're putting it out there like it's something funny. And so a lot of Japanese restaurants are trying to figure out how they're going to handle this in the future. These acts of sushi terrorism. So some are using AI cameras to try and combat these problems. I would do that and I'd put fake sushi out there just like when you have those ink packets. Exploding sushi. Yes, I'd have exploding sushi and it puts a big ink blob right on their face. Yeah, it's something that the company shouldn't have to do to have AI-operated cameras trying to see if somebody's picking it up and putting it back or otherwise licking a spoon container. Or no, it just makes the cost of our food go up, and it shouldn't. Our world's gone nuts. Unfortunately, that's true. Do you know, to meet the needs of Pure Electric nationwide in the next few years, we would have to mine every inch of land on this earth for the precious metals. Just a little tidbit of information there. Is that how green we are? That's how green we are. We're going to dig holes and destroy the whole entire earth so we can go green. That's a pretty sad way of going green. It is. I wonder if this is what AOC had in mind with her Green New Deal. Could be. It's a great Green New Deal. We have wind generators or windmills that only work half as advertised. We have no place to bury the blades. We have motors that are shorting and exploding around the country. A lot of them over in Australia and New Zealand. We have batteries that go bad prematurely. We have no place to scrap them out. We have to send them back over to the countries generally or basically that dug these big old holes with little kids to pull the natural materials out 
it'd be nice if you could strip them down and put it back and maybe make it regrow. But you'd think that we can synthesize medicines to make us feel better, that we could make these metals artificially without having to mine them. We've been able to make artificial diamonds. And artificial humans. So why not? Why I would think that our science is advanced enough that we would find ways to not have to strip the earth of its minerals in order to move ourselves forward as a society. I just wonder if all the hole digging we do, all the concrete pouring we do, putting buildings here, putting buildings there, if we're not knocking this little globe out of balance. And that's what's causing not global warming, global cooling, the ice age, the non-ice. I wonder if that's what's causing all this imbalance within our weather. Just a thought. Not well, a, I mean, some of the cement theory. and you put down the asphalt and you are changing the surface temperature of what that area used to be. The reflective heat off of asphalt and the re- reflective heat off of dirt are different. And then the plant life that was there before you stripped it, depending on what it was, what type of area you were in here in the Central Valley, at one point we were all underwater and there was a lot of water here in the Central Valley. And then now we're not underwater. We put all the cement down, this asphalt down. We have reflective heat sources. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Our ultra contributions will our... If we switch to all electric, if we had enough minerals and we have electric cars and everything out there, do you think all of a sudden our roads would no longer contribute to that reflective heat? Or We'd have to go with green roads. Green roads, for sure. Hovercraft. There you go. So I know we talked about the State of the Onion, but something that I did hear about, which connects up to a few of our topics throughout this podcast which is illegal immigration and what pre- what Joe Biden had to say about illegal immigration under his presidency. So one of his claims was unlawful migration dropped by 97%. Not. And he made this claim that they launched a new border plan, and this was the prior month, in the month prior to his State of the Union. And because of the new plan, unlawful migration migration from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela has come down 97%. For those of you who don't know, he implemented a, here's your parole, come to the United States, in a made-up lawful program, he made up his own program, and he's giving permission people to come over here lawfully unlawful. Giving people <laughs> permission to come over here. So there are still tens of thousands of people coming from these countries, but now they have advanced permission to be unlawfully here. Well, he just changed the rules and then claimed a percentage that is factually not true. Correct. What a smart handler he has, because you know that didn't come from him. No. Him and Kamala Harris have no idea what's happening at the border, so he wouldn't know a statistic if it hit him in the face. So the DNC did come out today and say that Kamala will be on the ticket with him if he runs. They will not replace her. And and if he backs out and decides not to run, she will be the nominee. 
she might have the backing of the DNC, but that doesn't mean that others won't run against her. Correct. And it's supposed to be we the people. Correct. Not you, the DNC. But hey, put her put her forward. Put Hillary forward again. She can take another shellacking for the third time. Absolutely. Although Biden did run three times, ended up. Third time was the term. They finally the got charm. the wagons to circle. Or they got their their biggest bad man, which was Trump. And so that was their platform is this guy because he's not Trump. And 100% of everything has tanked since he has taken over. And it's not him that has taken over. It's his handlers that are making the decisions. So they're responsible for what's happening right now. Absolutely. We don't get to know who all the handlers are, but they're there. Valerie Jared. Okay, you know who the handlers are. I know one. And Susan Rice. So I know two. Two more than I do. Yeah. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.